Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Hello and welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it is Trent here and it is fantastic to have you company for episode 338. Mm. Uh, This week we're going to chat news with a very special guest. We've got latest scores happening and reading, watching, playing. And this episode is sponsored by Steamyard. Streamyard. Streamyard. I can't read. <laughs> Sponsored by Dyslexia. <laughs> if it if it sounds good, it's Streamyard. <laughs> and why are we using Streamyard, Trent? We, Who have we got on the line here? We are using Streamyard because have I introduced you guys yet? I've had a few wines. No, no it's going so well. <laughs> we, we, Stream, everyone knows Streamyard. No one else knows anything. <laughs> Doesn't matter who else yeah. is here. They, they don't pay us either, <laughs> and and they wouldn't with that kind of an introduction. Um. In the studio, we're sans one member today, but we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Hello, hello. And Scotty is uh, out in the town, isn't he? I yep. hear yep. he's... Uh, his work Christmas do. Yep. Remains to be seen whether he'll join us next week because uh, the boss <laughs> boss pays on the credit card, I believe. He won't so be here. There's no he, way. He's sponsoring <laughs> the um, the scotch and bourbon and yeah. whatever else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, we have a very, very special guest all the way from Launceston, Tasmania, Mr. Brendan Crates. Welcome. Hey, everyone. How's it going? We good, we're very mate. good, very good. Um, uh, as yeah, no, no. Look, and, and I think we we're saying before the episode, mm. been way too long to have you on the show. Um, Brendan also goes by the name BC Talk, so yep. you would have heard his name pop up. Uh, you're gonna get the uh, the intro, but that's probably next week. Gonna get the uh, intro, yeah. get to know you. Oh no, was that now? Uh, no, that is probably next week. I think Brendan Brendan's gonna join us next week, yes. so we'll do the the classical get to know you questions then. Um, and yeah, just mysteriously lurk in the background. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Just, just, we'll be, yeah. just bef- jump on in. Before you lurk, uh, how's it going down there in beautiful Tasmania? Uh, it's good. It's Tasmania. It's, it's <laughs> exciting place in the world, but it's, it's nice. Um, it's always, yeah, it's just hanging out and starting to enjoy that summer weather. Mm. So. Yeah, no, it is get. Oh, look, it is, um, beautiful this time of year in Australia before mm. it gets to, Shit, housery hotness. <laughs> <laughs> the forty degree. Yeah, it's quite as hot as you guys here, so we kind of it's quite nice in that regard. Yeah, bit further, bit further south, and the beautiful Cascade Brewery down there. Mm. The beautiful waters, pristine waters of the uh, of the rivers down I'm there. No, I'm not allowed to um, speak for Cascade because I'm from Launceston, so we only drink Bogues Draft. Oh, Bogues. <laughs> well, yeah, and James Bogues. Well, yeah, Bogues I, I must drop. say, yeah, pre- prefer yeah. the Bogues uh, as it is. Um, I was just reminiscing actually about an episode of The Chaser. Mm. Do you remember The Chaser? Yeah, yeah. The Chaser guys. And they went to America and they're like, um, had a map of Australia. <laughs> and they'd labeled it as like Australian mainland was sure. um, North Korea. <laughs> and the, and Tasmania was South Korea. And they're going around to all the, um, all the Americans going, you know, if, if you were North Korea, where would you invade? Where would you invade? And they're like, you know, I'd come down here and attack into this base here. <laughs> so, 
With down here in South Korea enjoying our freedom. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> or, or Van Diemen's Land, as they call it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, fantastic. All right. Well, lovely to have you on, Brendan. We're going to talk through some news and uh, see how that goes. Three, two, one. Cue music. So, what have you got for me? Well, as far as prequels go, I think this is one of the coolest names for a sort of prequel thing. This is Minus One. I think that's so cool. And we're talking about none other than Godzilla, the king of the monsters. So this Minus One film has debuted around the world, uh, very Japanese heavy. It's still, you know, in in the um, in our countries and things, all subtitled and things. And uh, Scott and I were able to see the premiere in Adelaide nice. of it uh, at Tichu Plaza, just our local cinema. Uh, on Friday night and I was genuinely surprised how packed the cinema was like you know you can tell the cinema goers are keen when the front rows are full yeah like when when there's people in the front row when you're sitting on the aisle seat and there's people you know surrounding you it's pretty cool so um minus one is being heralded as a really really good uh film and I you know was like oh this is awesome can't wait and it definitely lives, lives up to the expectation it's set in the 40s so mm-hmm. like i think the original one is uh 50s so it's set you know five oh. or so years before the pre. Um, yeah pre yep. that's that that's the minus one yeah. uh mm-hmm. title uh so it's really cool and so it's all that sub you know they've don't have technology, you know. They're flying around um, kamikaze planes and oh, things, wow. and yeah, you know they've okay. got depth things that are all um, analog, and they're just clicking down and things like that. Yep. So it's all very uh, basic, you know, technology. So um, and so they're you, fighting so you, against. You, you don't have people Godzilla. when Godzilla shows up. You don't have people getting their phones out to take a photo. No, no, That'd nothing be refreshing. like that. Absolutely <laughs> nothing like that. They're talking, you know, about uh, these guns and things. Well, everything, you know. Can every it, we can shoot everything with these guns and things, and yeah. of course Godzilla doesn't uh, take uh, you know to them. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, in light of this uh, minus one debut, Super Seven have jumped on the bandwagon, and they are releasing their version of the minus one Godzilla in plastic form, standing at eight inches tall and fourteen inches long, given his tail. Yes. Uh, the figure is based on the look from the new Japanese market movie, the, and this I have to say, this new Godzilla minus one version is one of the most dim- dim- demonic looking Godzillas you've ever seen. His, I don't, I don't know, do you call it the dwarfen fin or the Dorsal his spike, fin, yeah. spikes yeah. and things are just astronomically large. and uh, it, Very just, jagged, very they're, Yeah, they're just crazy. so cool. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of the 2000 era Godzilla. If I have to choose one, that's my era mm. where he's got like um, blank zombified pupils and things. And this is... I almost peaking at the you know top spot now for me because he is just such a you know demon esque looking monster and, and and with the technology we have today it's seamless like yeah. you could say that's a man in a costume just walking along or it could be CGI you don't know it's, yeah, it it's looks good perfect and because of this. 40s era you know they're set in you don't need that whole colorful scenery of yep. things it's all very grays and bland colors and stuff which is uh you know works timeful well. of the uh, era uh, so it works really well this godzilla I think, sorry I, yeah go on I, I think the success of those american godzillas has really pushed the japanese um toei team to mm. up their game so true since we've, 
can see and we got Ching Godzilla a few years back, yes. which was that also like a really monstrous looking yep. version of yep. Godzilla and a really scary looking version of yeah. Godzilla. That was horrific. Yeah. Going down that route as well of yeah. like, okay, you've got this kind of friendly uh, kind of like out, the American Godzilla is kind of still a nice yes. <laughs> kind yes. of character. And it's cool to see them kind of going back to that monstrous version of Godzilla uh, to, just as that point of difference, I think. Oh, 100%. Mm, Couldn't agree more, yeah. So this Super 7 version is $85 USD. It comes with an alternate head. So you get one with the closed mouth and one with the roaring mouth. Uh, and there's opportunities to do paint apps and things down the track. I won't spoil any of that for those that want to see this film. Um, but I just think this is almost a must-buy. So this is almost a shut up and take my money. Ooh, and okay. I think uh, Scott and I will jump on this and um, might order a pair for our collections. So so. This, this is in the Ultimates range? It so is, it's, yeah. You're talking, I mean, because it's larger than your average Ultimates, I imagine it would be about the 120 Australian mark. Yeah, to, I'd yep. say so. Yep. 80 US, something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. It's all that tail uh, that's uh, extra. And it's I like another figure in yeah. the yeah. tail. Yeah, and he's going to be a big hunk of plastic as well. He's yeah. going to be a heavy dude. Uh, his legs are almost as wide as his freaking torso. He's, uh, he's a big wide, boy. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm still waiting on my Shogun Warriors uh, Godzilla Ultimates. Oh, yes. The, all the reviews that I've heard from you guys and everyone else is that the Godzilla Ultimates have been really good. So yes. Far. So yeah. I'm quite excited. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, yeah. Scott should be getting his Destroyer and the, um, the you know. Mecha? Is a Mecha? Mecha one? No, he's got that one. Oh, he's yeah. got the Mecha Godzilla, the Destroyer, which is the monster oxygen destroyer mm. and then uh he's getting the one it's where like he's burning, burning one yes. that's the yeah. one yeah. yeah so he's getting that one the melting face and you know you can see the bones of godzilla through the uh alternate head nice so it looks pretty cool mm. oh very good and there's also uh, an apple tv mm. godzilla series monarch. at the moment monarch, monarch. Yep. kurt yep. russell and his son so Plenty happening in the Godzilla yeah, space. Which it's is very exciting. Very good. And then we've got a new film coming out soon, which has got the uh, adversary of a new Kong or something, and they're depicting it. So um, is that all be set in the same? Because yes. where does this is this? So this is like a pre prequel. Like it doesn't tie into so this, this monster verse they've slowly yeah, so been building. Monarch or? and things is the American version of yep. Godzilla, and they're you know putting in Kong and things, which is very American storylines yep. and you got that uh, more squarish looking uh, Godzilla. Mm. Whereas this um its minus one is its own story. Own you know, it's almost you could watch this film without a context of any of the other films sure. and okay. still walk away with uh, uh, an appreciation for this film. So, so it didn't leave it blatantly open for a sequel at the end? Well the sequel is the original fifty eight oh, Godzilla I get or whatever you. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Yep. Very, very nice. nice. Very nice. 70 years. Plenty around. Yeah, yeah, 70 years of Godzilla. They were very uh, proud to announce that uh, right at the start of the film, you know. Yeah. So that's a, that's a long, you know, yeah. a long one. So Beautiful. Yeah. All right. We've got some new toy news from the Todd father with his Superman. We're going to go through a number of the releases here, but we'll start off with Superman. And this is a very, very classic look. Um. He's got a look, and they've got. Well, there's been a bit of criticism on some of the faces mm-hmm. that we've seen in a past From Superman, yep. but this one is a very classic, very hopeful, smiling. smiling He's got to be the of, first smiling Superman figure in in Todd's history, anyway. I'd like, say so. The rest of them are all grimacing or just pretty sort of neutral faces. This is like he's having he a good that time. Wide faced, that kind of chunkier yeah. Yeah. Um, Superman recently that was was kind of smiling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know what weird. he was smiling yeah. through the tears, trying yeah. to poop something out. 
It's um, nice to see a Superman that's like that looks classic. He doesn't look like he's going to murder anyone. Yeah, he's got his red undies on. Yep. He, he he looks great. Like I haven't been that interested in McFarlane's Superman. I love Superman, but his figures haven't done a lot for me. His mm. Batman's great, but Superman, yeah. But this Superman is is really nice. Mm. Yeah, very classic. It's got the baby blue suit. That is pretty much the. You know, like a comic style of the Christopher yeah. Reeve Superman yeah, suit in terms yeah. of color. Um, so he's looking very cool. This one is uh, very, very nice to see. A bit of diversification. We got Red Tornado, who um, is in a pretty classic look with a lot of the gold. And I reckon he's um, going to challenge Ang for the title of Airbender <laughs> champion. He's got uh, the uh, the Airbender arrow coming down from his head. He's got the wind effect torso thing going as yeah. well. Like, is he? Is that the idea with that that it, it like replaces the waist joint, or is he just sit inside of it? I How think he it... sits in that one, yeah, and he's okay. summoning it, sort of summoning the tornado Around and flying him. through it. Yeah, yep. no, that's very cool. Um, and then they reuse it for a Tasmanian Devil. Oh, yeah, yes. yes. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> exactly. Then we jump into the uh, Jokerified version of Batgirl, which is a repaint of the uh, sort of modern comics look of mm. Batgirl. Comes with a couple of uh, Jokerified playing cards, which is pretty iconic that's when cool. you consider the uh, the Dark Knight movie. Mm. Um, so yeah, she's got a, a purple suit with a green cowl and boots. So very, it's I mean, quite, it's quite striking. It's, it is. It's look. Does that actually take place in the comics, or is this just a? Not a, that I'm aware yeah, of. No, cool I think this is this is his kind of yeah. excuse. Yeah, but she, her I face is line is just repaints of Batman figures with Joker paint. Yeah, jobs, but they look really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But her face is just very plain Jane. I, I think it needs to be more meaning. You know, like um, it needs to have the smile. You know. Painted on yeah, her lips or something, or uh, oh, okay, yep, uh, yep. She's cross or something. Uh, she just looks very, yeah. Mm. No, yeah. An alt- alternate head would go a long yep. way on that. Yep. And who is this gentleman in the orange? Looks uh, like Animal Man. Is it? Is it Animal Man? Yeah, it's Animal Man. Yeah. And his his sidekick, who's a Wolverine, I think. Ah, oh, <laughs> right. Who <laughs> comes along with him? And has he got a? Is it like a claw, a clawed hand? Is that what's going on there, or is that it's like a, a bird hand, talon, or something? Yeah, okay. raptor. So can he, he can he control animals, or is he just like he really likes them? <laughs> like what's his what's his power set? Is what he's I'm got. He's a good petter of animals. <laughs> he's scratched behind the ears kind of guy. It's been a while since I read it, but I th- he can use animals' powers. But I don't, I don't think he's like Beast Boy, and he just turns into them. Right. I think he. Bit like Maybe Brave Star, you Brave reckon? Star, yeah. yeah. Harness the power. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Speed of the Puma. Speed of the Puma. It's yeah. an interesting. He does these little collector cards, the old Todd. Yeah. And the Animal Man on the collector card looks nothing like the Animal Man figure. <laughs> it's a, like a different it's totally, version, isn't it? It's got a, he's got a coat on and even the, like, his the goggles are different. The blue, the blue sort of accent on his uniform is different. Yeah. Like, even the hair's not as long. <laughs> you know. Anyway. And I think for many people, that card version is the design that they probably want. The, yeah. The, uh, yeah. I feel like that jacket version is the more iconic look for Animal Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I might be wrong. I'm not the world's biggest Animal Man fan, but <laughs> what I've heard from people that have been looking at this toy is they would have preferred the jacket version. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd say so. Excuse to do uh, it's 2.0, do another one. Mm. Yeah. All right. Now, what is going on with this Super 7 Cobra mothership monstrosity? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, 
It's a big item. It's huge. It's big. It's, 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 we've been it's looking nice. for a coffee table lately. I'm, I'm going to float this with Ali and go, yep. hey, let's get one of these for a coffee table we don't currently have. We, so this is the uh, the massive crowdfunding uh, Cobra Mothership. Looks like a giant copperhead snake head, basically. Um, it's scaled to the 3.5-inch ones. Um I think he he did a thing with uh, Pixel Dan. He did just the other day. Uh, Brian, I say he. I'm talking about Brian Flynn, um, and I think it was something where they've moved some of the tiers around. Where yeah, I think there's two types of gunners that they're releasing as part of this, and they were tiered releases. Mm. The traditional reaction style gunner, which is if you can imagine, it's like a, a blue Cobra Trooper with the full helmet and the silver visor so that with you know red accents so he's done in the reaction style Mm -hmm. and then the exciting thing when they released the cobra mothership was they were doing a couple of o-ring variants so they have the articulation of the traditional hasbro o-ring figures so they've sort of thrown a few of those in now my understanding is they're they were tiered so you had Mm -hmm. to get to like you know tier tier one or two tier or whatever to get those they're moving them into the base tier. So if it if it gets okay. to base funding, you get that you're going to get, from what I understand, I could be wrong here, you're going to get one O-ring gunner mm-hmm. and one traditional reaction gunner now in the base. Right. So that was like a little a sweetener. sweetener. Yeah, yeah. Now, the other big bit of news was that Super 7 have secured the rights to do O-ring figures as a line. Ooh. Right? So I think so from... It's basically just new G.I. Joes. Yeah, essentially, essentially, right? And there's a bit right. to this. So from watching that interview with Pixel Dan, they seem like whether this is a licensing restriction or just where they want to go with these O-ring figures, they're going to do things that have never been seen before in figure form, in O-ring figure form. So they're going to go from Sumbo, mm-hmm. they're going to go from comics, they're going to kind of tap into the Joe right. universe. the unproduced type. Yeah. Right. And give okay. us new okay. figures in the O-ring. And my, my view is if you want to see what this line will look like, take a look at that O-ring gunner figure, mm. and that's the style that we're going to get. $20 price point, so it's going to be the same as the reaction. Uh, I imagine they're going to be re- released on a similar sort of you know classic uh, card, yeah, yeah. but they're going to be card. O-ring yeah. O-ring style. Interesting. Official home of O-ring is now with Super 7. I mean, that mm. if you stop and think about that, I mean, that's a big deal because O-ring... Joe for Hasbro is is it's like almost yeah. like masters for Mattel. Mattel it's their baby. It's yeah. their it's their eighties baby mm. that that gave them the worldwide stage. So does that mean they're actually being made with like O ring technology yeah. type stuff? Yep. Like they don't just have like as or I mean yeah. I don't, rubber band technology. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, well, the whole th- those O rings don't hold the test of time, as we know. Yeah, like, I, I don't know about the mechanism inside, but yeah. th- they've got all the articulation points of an O ring. Because your reaction figure. is just like five POA yeah, type stuff. Correct. Whereas these have got the the uh, elbows. They got the, the elbow. They've and... got the knee joints. Right. And the, and the way that the torso kind of connects to the the loin area. Yeah. Yeah. The old nugget pouch. Surely this this announcement right now is going to boost the backers on this um this big what's it called the big snake ship mothership snake ship, ship. yeah, yeah. <laughs> close it's, enough it's like perfect timing right because now you've got oh not only is this coming out but you know you're going to have all these new GI Joes that need a home and yeah. somewhere to hang out yeah oh, well you've got the world's biggest home now it's Cobra Mothership yeah, yeah. Mm. it seems like it's 
go really well for them. Yeah, look, a very clever push. And I, look, obviously they had to time this announcement right yeah. when they, you know, big deal to get done. Yeah, yeah. Week, I think about a week left to go on this Kickstarter or this yeah, crowdfunder. Okay. And so, as Brendan, as you've said, this is the kind of perfect tonic to anyone that thought this is a one and done sort of thing. Where's this going to fit in my collection? Well, Brian Flynn can now say, well, this is the start of your Super 7 O-Ring collection. So I think that's sort of maybe a bit of a game changer for people that were on the fence. And I think this thing is not going to get to Tier 3. Well, yeah, right. I've just, just pulled up the numbers now while we're talking. Nine days left as of this recording. Uh, and Tier 1, they're looking for $4,000, uh, $4,000, 4000 backers yep. to fund it. Um 1450 Yeah, so not even... It hasn't... Oh, really? It's been crawling along. Like, I think last time we checked in, it was, you know, 1200 type thing. Like, mm. it's... it's um, and, and this was sort of my question around it, is it, it feels like a tough sell. Like, okay, I'm not the world's biggest G.I. Joe fan, but I don't remember this It's Sumbo. It does it's feature in the, animation. In the cartoon, but yeah. that's, that's it. Yeah. So. Look, I, I was chatting with Colin... Uh, who's uh, Colin Betts? Who's a big GI Joe fan? Actually, he's. I think he said it's. Yeah. It's fourth on his all-time toy list. All right. So there okay. are some some ones that do trumpet, but he's a massive Joe fan. Yeah. He showed me a shot of all his reaction. He's got pretty much in 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 like a week's time. He'll have he'll be up to date with reactions, Jeez. and it's massive because there's so many. Yeah. There's skin tone variants in that line. <laughs> yes. You know all sorts, but it looks amazing. But. You know, and, and I know he's a mega collector. Space is an issue, but he's mm. he's just not in on this. So it's not quite hitting the mark on those. Col- Colin's not. Colin's in on not this. in on this. Wow. No. no. Okay. And um, it, it makes sense at the pointy end. Mm. If you go, well, I've got. Where am I going to put it? You know, I've got, I've already got a a flag. I've already got a, mm. you know, a lot of the vehicles. Where's but, this going to go? It is a it is a yeah. factor. Hang it from the roof. And is it the iconic vehicle that you want? Yeah, is the other thing. Yeah, and a line that's got a lot of a lot of big iconic vehicles. Yeah, where does where does this belong? Interesting. Now speaking of Colin, I'd never seen this before. This like I'd never yeah. seen this vehicle before. Yeah, this is the before this um, Kickstarter thing. I'd never ever seen it. So it's it's not probably the most iconic vehicle, is it? Mm. No, 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 no. Not no. Shop. no. Now speaking of Colin, yes, he dropped us uh, a bit of a bit of audio. Um, do we want to play all of it? <laughs> I look, I think play it. Or you, have you listened to it? I haven't listened to okay. it. I haven't had a chance. Basically, I think uh, um, Trent asked uh, Colin for a, you know about four, four minutes of audio. Yep, um, we got nine and a half. <laughs> which is uh, which is which is very Colin. We love you, mate. But uh... <laughs> well, I think we play it. I think we yeah. let's um, play it. And if we want to talk to points, we can sort of pause it. And yeah, jump in. What and... what he's trying to do here, I think, as well, is give a list, you know, yep. of, of the must makes in the new O ring line. Right. What what are the okay. things we want to see? So I think that'll so be. He's talking about yeah, that'll be the cool. O rings. Yeah, I think oh, that'll right. be extremely interesting. So let's hear from Colin Betts now. Hey there, Toy Power. Colin from Ottawa here. Want to thank Trent. Frank, Ben, and Scott for letting me jump on the show today to talk about the very exciting news coming out of Super 7. Brian Flynn dropped today on Pixel Dan's YouTube channel that Super 7 is now the official home of O-Ring G.I. Joes with a first wave expected on store shelves in fall 2024. He's expecting that these are going to come out through current retailers uh, and that it's going to be the sky's the limit. 
Um, he indicated that somehow they're going to be able to keep the retail price point to $20 USD and that the mothership that is now their ongoing Kickstarter wrapping up at 11.59 December 11th uh, will be basically the tip of the spear. Uh, that it's already coming with an O-ring gunner, that they have moved up one of their upper tiers to be included as part of the base, so you'll get a, a Viper gunner as well. So there's two O-rings that are going to be part of that, and then probably infinite number of waves thereafter. Um, <laughs> it's a very, very, very exciting time. Um, but it does lead us into a lot of questions and speculations. Certainly from my perspective... Um, no matter how awesome the mothership is, I worry about the cost and the space mm. that are involved in that. It's not a cheap um, vehicle, and certainly price, um, space-wise, uh, taking up three feet by three feet of space, uh, it's going to be hard to find space for it. They're already at 1,455 backers uh, with less than 12 days to go. I'm not sure adding... A couple of more figures are going to get them over the finish line. Mm. But I can see a situation where if they don't get those, uh, if they don't get the mothership uh, finalized, what they can do instead is release those prototypes as part of a wave one or wave two. Yeah. Good call. I have a question about swivel arms. It doesn't look like the Vipers that are as part of the mothership package right now have swivel arm battle grip. That was a huge innovation in the G.I. Joe community mm. in 1983, and it seems weird um, to not have it as part of the O-ring experience. Uh, it makes sense cost-wise, uh, but it's a huge loss, particularly given the amount of competition that is out there in the O-ring market right now. If you look at co Call Sign Longbow, Operation Recall, Legends of the Hidden Force, and Strike Force Alpha, um, all of whom successfully funded through Kickstarter, to say nothing of Roboskull and yeah. their grindstone O-ring retro trooper, Fresh Monkey Fiction's Riot Trooper, Heavy Armor Toys in the Navy line that funded this summer, uh, and then the failed retros coming out of Zika. There's a lot of O-rings out there, and there's only so much collector dollars going around, particularly as we are in a, an era of high interest rates and a lot of financial uh, demands on the average collector. I also wonder what this is going to mean for reaction. Um, in a way, Super 7 is competing against themselves. Mm -hmm. At the same price point, a majority of collectors are going to switch away from Reaction mm -hmm. and go right into the O-rings, which is what classic G.I. Joe fans have always wanted. But there's the possibility as well for Brian to pick up a bunch of new collectors, a bunch of new customers who have resisted thus far uh, buying into the Reaction line, which already is into Wave 6 with Wave 7 and Wave 8, uh, expected on the horizon. Um, I'm expecting some duplicate characters out of there, which I think is going to be a little bit controversial. I can't imagine a retro-style O-ring um, line of toys that doesn't include somebody like Quinn, but also uh, somebody like Raven, who just came out in the last wave. My hot take is that as awesome as the O-rings are going to be, it's going to be a death blow for G.I. Joe Reaction by the end of 2025. Mm. And then there's the 800-pound elephant in the room, 
ton of elephant in the room, which is Hasbro. Hasbro's <laughs> O-ring return has been sporadic at best. They had three two-packs that were offered through Hasbro Pulse that lingered for some time. Other O-ring figures have come out for the Sky Striker and the Stinger uh, Jeep reissue. There have been carded figures that have come out with regards to Transformer crossovers for Megatron as the His Tank, mm. Bumblebee as the Awe Striker, Soundwave as the Thunder Machine, and yep. the upcoming Cup as the Triple T. So Hasbro hasn't seeded this territory yet, but... They haven't entirely embraced it either. And so there's a lot of space there for Brian. But at the beginning, it's going to be tough. And the bottom line is that Hasbro isn't going to cut itself out of a toy game that it made famous. Mm. So I suspect that Brian is going to be looking at those niche areas to stay away from anywhere that Hasbro may want to go into. Um, a lot like how Hasbro allowed FunPub to play on the edges of the G.I. Joe uh, um, uh, franchise with its G.I. Joe Collectors Club. But as you may know, the edges got bigger and bigger for Fun Pub, and Brian may find his reach expanding too. Um, just before I sign off and try not to keep this too long, um, <laughs> there is so much that Brian can tap into. I jumped on and made a quick list of eight different areas that he could jump into uh, and trying to give a sense of uh, what figures could be on the horizon. Obviously, Marvel Comics is a rich um, mm -hmm. vein to, to tap for characters. I've mentioned Quinn. Um, I would be uh, disappointed if we don't see a Dr. Venom, if we don't see a Softmaster, a Scarface, Cobra Commander's son, Billy. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Billy. But I also have a soft spot in my heart for Candy Appel, who is best known as Bongo the Balloon Bear, um, and Dr. Sidney Beagle-Jones uh, from the later crossover with Transformers, and, of course, General Flagg, who dies tragically at the end of uh, the first major story arc. I got to put a flag out there for the October Guard, Colonel Brezhnev, Horror Show, Diana, Stormachev, Scrange and Gorky, that that would be amazing to have those again as um, O-ring figures. We had them done very briefly as part of the comic three packs that came out in the mid two thousands. But to have them have those again uh, would be amazing, particularly if they came with a three the sorry the six wheel all train vehicle made famous in their first adventure. From there, you can get into the Sumbo stuff. Uh, the cartoon styling of the Baroness, Cobra Commander as he appeared devolving in the movie. I was once a man. Uh, female <laughs> Cobra Troopers, uh, Colonel Sharp, Honda Lou, uh, Pythona from the movie, Raven, uh, Shock Troopers, and a space there for the robot Cobras that showed up in the mass device, the world without end, mirror universe cast. And then, if you're going into Sunbro, it would be a total miss if Brian doesn't go into the only human crossover with Transformers, with mm -hmm. Old Snake, Victor Drath, and human forms of Rodimus, Springer, Ultra Magnus, and Arcee. You go from there, you can go into Action Force and Red Shadows, you could get Quarrel, Moondancer, Jammer, Hunter, Dolphin... Uh, and Blade on the Red Saddle side, you could do Baron Ironblood, Black Major, Kraken, Mutant, 
Red Jackal, Red Shadows, Red Wolf, a lot of Red Troopers, and Skeletron. You could also go into more Sunbow and go on the Transformer side. Wouldn't it be amazing to get O-Ring style? Spike, Sparklug, Carly, Ooh, Dr. Yeah. Archieville, Chip Chase, wow. Raul, Daniel, and Marissa Fairborn. And then Flight of Fancy, I know. I have a soft spot for failed G.I. Joe lines, and there's nothing that screams failure more than G.I. Joe Extreme. <laughs> I'd love to see O-Ring style Freight, Lieutenant Stone, Mayday, Metalhead, Inferno, and the Iron Claw. Look, this is going to be an exciting, exciting time. I'm excited to see what's coming. I'm excited to see what's in Brian's head. Um, Brian is a fan like the rest of us, and I know that he loves going down very deep niches. And so there's a lot to mine here. I'm I'm super excited. So, so again, thanks everybody for letting me uh, jump on the show and and uh, and and be very enthusiastic about what is uh, what is a great adventure for for GI Joe as we as we move into 2024 thanks yeah mm. good points there and um, yeah some interesting insights into the territory and the o-ring market I hope, I, I, I hope Brian's listening and just jotting down all those names going, yeah, well, there's wave five, six, and seven yeah, sorted already. Yeah. Well, he I had them you, all in there. You need to get Colin on, yeah. uh, Brian. <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> get him yeah. part of the team and he'll he'll plan your waves for you, mate. Easy done. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's right. It, it, it is a bit of a weird situation of Hasbro perhaps sort of, you know, Eating their own tail a little bit, like but um, same same with Super Seven, they, yeah. you know, with versing themselves yeah. with reaction. It's People may say, "Hey, I, I want um, Street Fighter, re you know, in mm. in, uh, in O rings, and I want Mortal Kombat in O rings, you know." Yeah, uh, interesting to see whatever else they're producing in in uh, reaction form. They now need to level up to the. Mm. Extra articulation. I mean, that's always been my chief complaint with the reaction stuff is that it's just for a modern toy to go back to five points of articulation just never, never sat with me. Like, but it's it's retro. I, like I it's, get it, but you know, the GI the, the, now that there's all this excitement about the O ring, which has more articulation, and they're about as retro as it gets. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, so, and clearly, you know, the lack of o-ring on the joe was a, a licensing issue mm. they could do them in the reaction, reaction they couldn't yeah, do until yeah. now i think i think reaction has a place for certain things mm. you know like the transformers in that reaction style well they, they sort of harken back to you know the the action masters, action masters. So that makes yeah, sense yeah, and yeah. I, I love the um the roger rabbit reactions because well, yeah. again they to me they're updates on what ljn put out mm. um back in the day but they're still, they feel like a vintage figure. Like, mm. you know, and so I, I do, I look at them through that lens. But you're right. Like, I didn't go in on the Reaction Joes because I felt they were inferior mm. to the O-Ring style. Yeah. And that's why I think when you switch it, I think he's quite right. Reaction in the Joe space. It's going to die. I, I think so. Yeah. In, the, in the environment, I mean, like, if you, can, if you can have it all, I think it's fine. Mm. But in the economic situation where there's so much no, let alone too much out there. yeah there's yeah. so much for collectors out there you probably can't stay on both lines mm. and i think ultimately the o-rings are the better figure mm. just, yeah i don't think we're gonna see like repaints of the same like 
a bit like what we've got with this Kickstarter. You've got the what is essentially the same figure, but yep. done in the two styles. It sounds like they're going to go going to go deep on some of those, you know, the real Sunbow references or the or the, the Marvel comics and yeah. stuff. So yep. yeah, it'll be interesting interesting to see how it all plays out. But you know where the reaction thing came from, and it's not just a uh, you know harken back to Star Wars. It was from uh, creating the unproduced line of alien Aliens. toys. Yeah. Of uh, the Ripley yeah, yeah, yeah. and the big chap in that sort of, you know, 3.75 inch uh, Kenner range. That's really and the that's, genesis. That, that's where it started. And then yeah. they're like, well, how about we do Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah. How about we do, you know, um, Back to the Future? And, yep. you know, it just blew out from there. You know, mm. why don't we make Aliens and Predator and all that all sort of stuff? Lines, and yeah. it just. Uh, Carried on from there, and when you're, you know, making money off these licenses and things, mm. keep keep the generator going. So yeah. keep printing mm. the money. That's it. I guess if they're visually similar enough too, that they're, if they're all just standing on your shelf, like they're pretty small figures, are you actually going to notice that the reaction ones that they had before are actually all that different when they're I, all sitting on the shelf? Yeah, the posability will be the game changer because then mm. you'll be able to have. Um, let's say Snake Eyes is reissued again in the Sunbow outfit. He'll be doing a karate kick, you know, f- uh, f- with on one leg versus his predecessor as reaction, just standing, standing you know, upright. straight up and down without, you know, his arm up uh, raised or something. That's yeah, it, yeah. you know. But but if you do want to pose them, you know, at attention, mm. I think that you will be able to get away with with them. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Who put this on here? This is Scott. This is Scott's love letter <laughs> to the... Uh, yeah. What? yeah. What is this? This, this is... Now, I, I consider myself a Bon Jovi fan, but there is no way known that I'm getting a NECA figure bon jo- of uh, uh, Bon Jovi. Um, <laughs> this is this is from the... It looks like very early... It's certainly not modern day Bon Jovi. No. This is uh, from. Well, he doesn't have that much hair anymore, does he? <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is this is the full full head of hair from the Slippery When Wet uh, album was was the thing back in the eighties. Um, yeah, this is this is Necker in their Ultimates line. So we've got you know a couple of different. Comes with a microphone, a guitar. He's wearing these insane red and black pants that Hot I can't pants. Even, I can't <laughs> even begin to describe. He's got a he's a, he's got like a neck. Neckerchief, I yep. guess, is how you describe that. Um, he's wearing this faded uh, jean jacket, denim jacket under, and then no shirt underneath. Of course, so it was the eighties, right? The only thing that where there's and more scarf hair, alongside the the scarf, yeah, the yeah. scarf, like a <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Who, <laughs> Doctor Who style of scarf, and then yeah, second to the the hair on his head, he's got the hair on his belly uh, <laughs> coming in, coming in at a and like. You know, Necker would uh, do the world supply of plastic if they did an alternate head. So they've just gone alternate faceplate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I question how much movement you're going to get out of that head because that hair is is thick. Like it's accurate. It's let's a perm. Be honest. Yeah, it's he's a, had a perm. It's it's an '80s perm that goes all the way down past his shoulders. Um, you're not getting him to like look left and right. Um, no, it's locked all. in. Yeah, <laughs> it's locked in. Right. Yeah. There's not even a joint there because they're like, why would we? Why would we bother to to put a neck joint in? I do have to say the alternate hand with guitar. Yeah, plucks. That's cool. That's a beautiful yeah. little uh, detail there. First time I've seen that. And in that, an old ca- hand. that yeah. guitar looks pretty realistic as well for such a small design. So, mm. and the alternate. It's alternate- pretty. Go, Brandon. It's a pretty great looking figure. Um, like this is definitely not my thing, and I won't be getting it, but. <laughs> I might buy this for my brother for Christmas next year. So it's, yeah. it's got its place, I think. Yeah. 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 
I think that's spot on. I think the traditional action figure collector, it's probably not their thing unless they're a massive Bon Jovi fan, but yeah. Hello. And the alternate face, is that meant to be him singing, I assume? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of, uh, we're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sort of layer in a bit of bit of, bit of of Bon Jovi in the background for this segment. Okay. Just to yeah. in, spice in the- things up. <laughs> get get Scott slippery and wet, you know? No. <laughs> All righty. Now, this was big news. Well, I, I thought it was pretty cool to see how progressed this line is becoming from mm. Jada Toys. Their Street Fighter 2 line has... Got a massive impetus now with um, it was it wave, wave four. four. Mm. Uh, we've got Blanca, Vega, and Sigart. Um, was like I said, Cami been announced? Maybe I'd missed Ka- the Cami announcement. Was pretty okay. early, yeah, I okay. believe. Yeah, uh, but this this line has it's a bit like McFarlane. They're just pumping yeah. them out so fast. And yeah. unfortunately, in Australia, we just don't have any contacts. You know, you can't walk into JB Hi-Fi no, and see yet. them. Yeah, uh, so it's a bit uh, fly flying under the radar for us but i'm just so excited because everyone the uh that picks them up are giving them 10 out of 10 yeah. like they are just you know highly well, regarded they're very affordable uh, and um the only other comp- competitor is storm collectibles yeah, which are the crazy you know, expensive yeah the the well they're a 150 dollar aud figure yep. the yeah, storm yeah. where these and, about 30 40 dollars yeah. i believe so yeah. and they look like they've got butterfly joints there at the shoulders knee articulation elbow articulation looks like you can get a, a lot of movement and the other good thing about these like look at that cigar i mean i think he stands scale. seven and a half feet yeah. tall in the game the scale He's is huge right. and vega's mm. quite you know sort of slim can yep. you look at the, the just the the size of plastic on Blanca, who's always been that you know bulkier figure. I've got a shot here. We can also yeah, they all are. The, Sweet. the whole line. You know, yep. you've got Dal Sim and Fela. There's Cami in the middle. Pretty much the whole cast. Even that's dark, the that's dark. the main core missing? cast. We're missing Zangief. Are uh, you missing um yeah. Bal- uh, What's his name? Um, T Hawk. T Hawk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got. I mean, as far as original Street Fighter Two, I reckon uh, you're right. Other than Zangief, they're probably. All there, and now I think we're getting into ultra territories. You yep. where your DJ and some of these other ones, yeah, yep. Fei Long, Fei Long, and yeah. uh, Akuma, is Akuma, that, yeah, yeah. Of course. yeah, 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 yeah. He's a wicked character, but like just that you? that shot there of just them all in, you know, oh, that's that's that, your core team, right? Like that, and see things like um, what was that other one that used to do them? Um, uh, the, the original oh, yeah, 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 early two yeah. thousands. Oh, Sota. Sota, Sota toys. Yeah. They never got to Dal Sim. That's right. They, oh, Zangief's not there either. E, sorry, yeah. N, E Honda. E Honda. E Honda. Yes. Yeah. Yep. E Honda's not there. It's probably mm. the big biggest call out of the core. You know, Surely SF two. You could do with, if this line has been as popular and as, and as expansive as this. Your E Hondas and your Zangiefs. Your builder figures, right? Mm. Possibly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That'd yeah. be that'd be yep. that'd be cool to do. Mm. Yeah. Looking at this picture that you guys got up, there's what thirteen figures out already, and the first figures, and and all of these figures, like some of them are obviously prototypes, but they've all got articulation. They're all doing stuff. Yeah, and they only started releasing these figures like I think less than six months ago. Yep. Right? Oh, the this first... year, yeah, 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 definitely. And the um the evil Ryu was this year's San Diego Comic Con uh, exclusive. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, it's, they've just sort of pumped them out so quickly. Um. I'm yeah. super excited for their Mega Man line. I've been watching. Right. Uh, so, so these are available 
well, the least the ones out so far I've seen on Amazon because I've been checking in every now and again just on the lookout for the Mega Mans yep. and the Chester Cheetah that mm. uh, Jetta are doing. Yes, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for, for that line because it looks similarly expensive. They've already shown maybe eight characters or something mm. and they haven't even released any of them yet. So nice. it's crazy just to see how much they're putting out. Yeah. Yep. Not doing some good work. All right. Uh, Combat Warriors, Benno. We've got yeah. a bit of a yeah. Battle Beast Vibe. flavor yeah. here for this yeah. campaign. Let's go to the Kickstarter. So, yeah, my understanding is these are sort of six, seven inch, fully articulated, sort of anthropomorphic characters yep. with a bit of Battle Beast inspiration. Yeah, for sure. So, But they've got little weapons, like very melee weapons, uh, swords and things like that. Uh, they're and they're, they're cool because they've got uh, masks, so you can have them from the regular animal faces, like the shark, the uh, lion, the uh, tiger, and things like that. And you can put this m- metal uh, mask on them each and make them very robotic and things. But the the coolest that, and that's this is all Kickstarter. It's got about uh, ten days left, I think. And um, the cool thing is about this uh, Kickstarter is they have uh, realized that you know they're love affair for the uh, battle beasts and things is they have little two inch battle beast versions of these four main characters that you, if you pledge for this you can also get those little uh, you know two inch battle beast sized uh, combat creatures and that's where I'm really excited so I've reached out to old mate Colin Betts who we heard earlier and I've said hey mate it, you know we talk back and forth and he's backing it and I said well can I throw you some cash and I'll grab the uh, battle beast scaled uh, characters because that's what I really want. Uh, so I'm he's getting the um, six-inch ones and I'll get the little Battle Beast characters. But, I mean, some of them have guns and things. They're, mm. It's all detachable. It's like much like Mythic Legions. You can take these characters apart and build them back together with their different armors and things. Uh, the wolf uh, looks amazing and then there's a bear as well. So uh, I just think these are absolutely phenomenal very combat heavy or uh, with the guns, they could be very military-esque. Yep. Um, just such a cool... It's very, very, very close to its, uh, you know, reaching its... Uh, it's you know, like, $1,000 yeah, away. Main goal. Uh, so it's got, yeah, $1,000. It's got seven days left as of this recording. 357 backers. I, I, this will definitely, um, you know, hit the green light to pl- uh, to be backed. And then it's just a matter of stretch goals after that. And I think there's a eagle or something as a stretch goal or a crow from memory. Um, but yeah, Combat Warriors, get onto it straight away as you're hearing this episode. Um, these are just something to watch. Uh, I think these are just so cool. So Very cool. Mm. Oh, and if look you, at that wolf. I know. I know. That's if wild. It just keeps calling down. See if you can find the little battle beasts. There yeah, they are. Uh, and how good so are they? That, so that's my little, um, you know. Yeah. That's what you're in for. That's what I'm Wait, in you for. get a 3D model digital download. Or or you can get oh, them okay. printed and ah, right. uh, you yep. can, yeah. So a couple oh, of the battle, the super battle beast collectors like um, uh, Cosmic... Um, Bird, he's already got some, mm-hmm. and he's painted them all up in like to look like these, right. you know, these larger characters, and oh, it's just so cool, you know, all that Warhammer type paint and oh, things. Oh, and then there's also like a four inch version you can yep. get where you, you get can a, print yourself. Yeah, so you you potentially assuming this backs all the tiers and stuff, you'd have three versions of the character. You have a traditional six inch, so a six seven inch. You can three D print your own four inch version, yep. and then yep. the the little battle beast style ones as well. 
That's... Oh, okay. There he is next to a, yeah. a G.I. Joe classified and a, a Wolverine from the Hasbro mm. Marvel Legends line. And he, he is probably more of a seven inch, yeah, closer to that seven inch. A little bit taller, inch. yeah. He's a head, about a head taller. But being a beast, it, it's not at a, disproportional for a beast to be a bit taller than yeah. a human, mm. I think. So uh, I think they're perfect. There you go. Oh, there There's um, the eagle. Amraka the eagle. <laughs> yeah. They should have just called it Muraka the yeah. eagle. Like. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty cl- darn close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, wow. Very, very and good. And then there's oh, the quote. That's, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. He's good at tennis, Rafa the Raven. <laughs> Stop it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a mystery. I think that oh, looks sna- like a snake figure. Nah, th- I think that looks more like a, um, what are the Triple predator where our birds? Uh, the, um, it's, it's called Soul Serpent. Oh, okay. That's, that, that's oh, a vulture. You're thinking of a vulture. Thinking oh, of vulture. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got a bit of a yeah, vulture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I see that. Yeah. yeah, I think they're robotic arms, right? And that's a snake head in that silhouette. Yeah, you're probably right. He's yeah. got the thin torso. Yeah, yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you better start backing Ben yeah. and push it up. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be really careful these days and not just go into more lines because. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to keep pushing you because yeah, that's what we thank do. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Enablers. Love yeah. it. Very good. Ah, very cool. Yeah. So, so this, this, yeah. combat combat creatures on yep, combat the old Kickstarter. Yep. Yeah, Seven so. days to go. Yeah. Should be good. All right. Have we got any more news? Or are we going to jump uh, in? No, hang on. Here we Sorry. go. Let's check what we are at the mm-hmm. run sheet. Um, no, they're cool. Um, you got to paint them up? Are they? I believe. You, I, I think we have to paint, you paint them up. up. I'll, I'll yeah. work out something. Yeah. But Battle Beasts traditionally have four slaps of paint on any a given character, like maximum. So right. it won't be too hard. But then you've got people like, you know, as I said, Cosmic Bird, who's done it, you know, to the next level where he's got black, you know, washes and everything on, yeah. on, a, on his version. Well, you want, you want to paint them in a style that matches That's with right. Battle Beasts. That's I, right. I think. I mean, you can do them any way yeah. you like. Yeah. But that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so we'll go from there. Yeah. All right. We're going to move into our next segment. Whoa, dude. Nice score. Can I can I go first? I've got go some on. I brought oh, some got show and tell. Far I brought out. some show and this, this. Is, this is later scores. Number of later scores on my radar, but the most exciting thing I have got, and this has been a long time coming. There's a tub covered in like I got a bit of wrap. bit of bubble wrap oh. here. It is for, Formo, not FOMO toys. Formo, Formo, Formo toys, Legends of Dragonora figures. Right. And we'll in get hand. in hand. Here they are, finally. Now I'll, we'll take them around, Frank. Once maybe you can show it up to the camera for sure. uh, Brendan. But here is um, the main good guy. He's sort of he's called Barbaro, mm-hmm. and he's based based on that early prototype that I think was sculpted, very Frank Frazetta style Viking yep. with horns, and and they got to sort of cease and desist partway through this yeah. line where they were told to um, move on. Now this what what I want you to do is just feel the weight and the quality of this figure. Well, the, the paint the, apps alone, look, like that gold is yeah, shiny. The pretty, paint pretty apps good. are outstanding. Um, he's got a little removable oh, helmet cool. here, and mm. and but then the other thing, he's totally modular. Yeah. So all his parts <laughs> are based on like the modulock, multi-bot oh, style of okay. of detachable little... arms. Yep. And and he clicks in so beautifully. But I'll pass him around. Just feel kind of like the quality yep. there, and the he does have a bit of heft to him. Bit of heft, mm. bit more yeah. heft. Yeah. Now we've got um, Oscuro, who is the main um, bad guy. He was essentially conceived as kind of like Kildor pre 
skeletorization. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then again with the cease and desist, they had to kind of change him up a bit. So he lost his goatee. He <laughs> lost his kind of skeletor armor and loincloth. And he got replaced with this um, different sort of stuff. And he had a, a sort of like a staff from the movie. Right. Um, so they replaced that. I'm always that. curious when they do that and say, no, make it look less like the thing. Like how who who then has to look back at it and go, oh, yeah, that meets the criteria. Like it's a real interesting uh, look, kind yeah, that of... That copyright, I think there's a yeah. whole, whole sort of percentage thing and, and all that. And I don't know how it works, but mm. clearly they, they pivoted. And then the one thing they'd had as well, I didn't bring in all the figures, but they also had this... Um, oh, that guy's insane. The armor. So the whole concept of Legends of Dragonora is they're looking for this mythical piece of armor here. And um, so you get all the... He's basically a builder figure. You get all the parts in all the other characters you put together. And because they're all modular, so you can have you can have like Barbaro wearing the helmet or a left arm or a gauntlet or a boot from this mythical armor. So... Um, I, I was just super, super impressed by lived the quality the, of these yeah, figures. Lived yeah. up to the expectation. Lived the up to and surpassed. And mm. like the packaging. They feel good in the hand. Don't they? They just feel nice. Like, uh, you know, look, Origins is a cheaper price point and it's a mass market toy. But I was just comparing them in hand to the Origins. Mm. And even the plastic of the Origins just doesn't feel to the same sort of density and yep. quality. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I, I'm loving these. And look at the clo- the cloak on Oscuro. Yeah, it's got like, you know... Um, so um, that, Yeah, that feels cool. And it's just so nice, soft. Very cool, man. I'm really happy with you for you. Yeah, and you've gone in on uh, the Wave awesome. 2? No, not yet. I don't, no. I don't quite have the, uh, the funds <laughs> to put to that right now, but I think they're open till the end of December. They stand um, well, which is always important. Yeah. Yeah. So no, super happy with those. Um, and I also got the they did like a three pack, which was a PowerCon exclusive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they made that available as well. So they're just essentially repaints, but a lot of translucent parts in those repaints as well. Cool. Um. So very very happy with that. The other shout out, I just want to make a shout out to Marksman Collectibles here in Australia. They're part of a Melbourne coin. Um, collector, uh, and it's run by Alan Alan Marks. Um, he's doing a lot of the stuff we just can't get, like uh, the uh, Mad Balls by Premium DNA. We're getting, you know, he's doing Battle Toads, so you yep. can go onto his Barnyard Commandos, Barnyard Commandos, and um, Mythic Legions. And Mythic Legions is the big home. That's how we got put onto him through um, our friend John Caulfield. Yep. So he's. Uh, he did a great deal on wave one of the Mad Balls. They came in at like $37 yep. Australian. Yep. Wow. Shipping is very reasonable. So I picked up wave one of those and got them in hand. And they are they are big, big, chunky figures. Mm. They're, they're probably like almost a almost like a, a, a six, seven inch figure. But the, the heft, mm. they're just really, really chunky figures. So... Super, super impressed by what we're seeing from premium DNA. Yep. When I saw them at that price, I was so sad. I, <laughs> I ordered those Mad Balls from um, Megalopolis Toys yep. back in the day when they were like first announced. And then for people that don't know, Megalopolis went bust. And for for this period of time, there was no idea whether we were still getting these toys yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. And to be, to be fair, premium DNA did a really good job of kind of getting them out, but it took a really long time still weren't quite sure whether we were getting them for a long time. I eventually got that wave one. I got them a while ago. But the scarecrow, um, the pumpkin head guy, I only got him maybe a month before 
they popped up on my Xbox collectibles. Oh, wow. yeah. I've been waiting years for that thing. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for my exclusive print. Um, I, like, I'm still, Premier DNA will be, message me every now and again, being like, yeah, we, we're getting get it to you. But <laughs> I'm still waiting on my print from pre ordering that first wave. So seeing them at like maybe half the price, maybe even a third of the price <laughs> yeah. that I paid for. I'm like, I'm going to be waiting next time, I think. <laughs> so. Yeah, look, it's one of those things you just can't predict. Um, and, yeah. and, and from what I understand, I got an email from Alan Marks. He was over in New York Toy Fair, and he clearly had visited the Premium DNA booth. He'd clearly done a deal to be, you know, essentially the main distributor here in Australia. And they gave him that Wave 1 at, at that discounted price, and he passed that on to his customers. And it was just, it's one of those things, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you for pre-ordering, Brendan. I, I was so close <laughs> to doing the same thing. They're, but they're phenomenal figures, and to be honest, I don't even feel bad at the price. Yeah. I kind of paid for them. Like I, I love that kind of figure, and I was happy with them. Mm. And I guess I'm happy that other people are getting them because hopefully that means that future waves make it down here and yeah. it yeah. makes yeah. them easier to buy. So um, try to look on the bright side with it. And <laughs> um, but yeah, don't everyone that's listening go and buy those battle toads. I've got some sitting in my car. I was just about to, <laughs> to uh, buy some, and they released a new Mezco exclusive, so I had to pivot with my funds. But <laughs> yeah. I've got two battle toads ready to go. So yeah, that nice. 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 exactly. And I think now the the RRP on the Wave Two is eighty dollars AUD, which is still mm-hmm. I think very reasonable yeah, for yeah. the quality of figure. Definitely. And I picked up the monkey guy uh, for pre-order because he he's got a, a strong connection for me. Mm. So if I get him from Wave Two, I'll be extremely happy. But hopefully, I can snag the other two when I've got a bit of extra funds. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, continuing on the marksman collectibles journey, I picked up the, the figure obscure headless horseman, and just that fit toy is phenomenal. We talked about it last mm, time at, uh, yep. with John. So yeah. Uh, and I got some, two of the mad balls, which I've used in quite a few of my uh, little se- photo sessions and things. Uh, most recently I got the uh, latest uh, shredder release from um, super seven ultimates. And that was the silver faced um, painted version with the silver, silver armor and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that new wave, uh, he's pretty cool in packet. I was like, oh, I wasn't really in love with the darker eyes. Yeah, He's got the dark sort of where the eye mask yeah. is. It's all dark. Yeah. yeah. And it's the pupils. Are the, there's pupils in the eyes, on? which yeah. I wish they just gone the zombie look and yep. no White pupils. Yep. But then when I had it out of the box and I'm playing with it and I'm comparing it, I'm like, the regular face with the generic skin tone just looks too generic. It just yeah. looks like a, you know, uh, the, another shredder. So putting that black-eyed uh, version on really makes him stand out nice. and stuff. So um, I fell in love with that as soon as I had a bit of a play with it and mm. stuff. And uh, I was at the markets the other day and I found a little uh, KO minifigure of Batman mm. and it's like full-on oh, yes. Frank Miller-style Dark Knight yeah, um, nice. Returns. And he's got little uh, um, arm, you know, gauntlet things and stuff like yep. that. Minifigures never have. like, And he's uh, ca- cape and cowl are all one piece, so mm. it's really um, just, you know, flowing. Uh, but for that reason, he can't, you know, move his legs because the cape touches the ground and stuff. Yep. But and then he's they've gone to that extra level of detail, you know, putting all the, um, you know, uh, creases in his uh, outfit and stuff, yeah. you know, extra detail and stuff. It just it's it's a ne- it's so next level to what uh, the you know regular Lego is doing. But yep. at the same time, I I love that they're pushing the envelope and for three dollars, yep. man. Like I'd be <laughs> I'd be losing money, yep. you know, yep. not grabbing him. So <laughs> to quote Chris Frick, yeah, yeah. So 
I was happy with that. Mm. Beautiful. Oh, very good. Well, I went and got <laughs> myself the uh, the new turtle van from the recent movie. It's one of those ones I just went, yeah, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. Because you, you see it everywhere. And then uh, I finally did. This is the one that, uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's got a, basically a giant pizza slice on the top. Um, putting on the stickers was a bit of a nightmare. If you look closely, Mikey's got a bit of a rip on his face. So my <laughs> apologies there. Um, but this is one, a bit like a lot of the other turtle bands, it's got a... Oh! And it, it comes flying out. Jeez. <laughs> it's got the little pop-out thing, which has got the... I haven't actually, this is actually battery-powered. Yes, like the, the actual like pizza shooter itself. So yep. I haven't even put the batteries in that. Um, they really fire. They're pretty impressive. Yeah. Yep. Like for a modern toy, I was surprised at how, how much <laughs> momentum those pizzas get. <laughs> Um, you'll immediately lose some. Uh, we've got two. I've got one for like my collection and one that my son plays with. Yeah. And they just, his has got three pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In 10 years time, when you're moving that, you know, piece of furniture, yeah. you'll find the pizza underneath yeah. it. That's it. So, yeah. So pretty happy with that. I also, this is going to take a bit of a second for me to grab. Oh, no. Huge! Oh, it's 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 like a Castle Grayscale size box. It basically, is the bluey version of Castle Grayscale. It's the ultimate lights and sounds playhouse. This is one that oh, that's the nice one. It's the, it's the good one. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's a couple of different versions. Right. This, this one's got um, all the things. Comes with all the family. There's even a little like dance mode, like a dance floor. You oh, put them on and so it good. Shake, shakes the figures around. Um, this is one that I was very close to purchasing. You guys, I think I've told this story before, but I literally had this in my hands. It was whatever sale, it was like 50 bucks. And, and I convinced Jack, oh yeah, let's get this. Yeah, it, it's for you. Knowing full well that <laughs> in about two weeks time, he'd be bored of it and I'd get to keep it. He literally had it in his hands. He was carrying this with all his mice. Yep. Like, oh, Bluey, this is amazing. And he stopped Literally dropped the box because he saw a horse. Yes, of course. Um, th- that was big enough for him to ride. Now, in fairness, I was I was filthy at the time because I'm like, this bloody horse is going to forget it after two weeks. He still he rides loves it. it. And cool. That was okay. like yep, over yep. a year ago, I nice. reckon. So, so it was a, probably a good choice. It was it was fifty bucks well spent. But then again, walking past saw this one on special for basically fifty bucks again. I was like, right, I'm not leaving without it. And Jack's like, I think Jack had done that thing which you've told a story like this before, Trent, where. Um, no, we're not. We're leaving. You're not getting a toy. But what's Daddy got? If he, never mind what Daddy's yeah. got. That's irrelevant. This is uh, this is not a toy. This is when you're an adult, you can make these choices. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. Oh, yes. my, my son also collects Bluey, but he <laughs> likes them. <laughs> but mostly, I just get them. And um, and we've kind of we don't have the nice house. We've just got the regular original house. Yeah. But I. Uh, for last Christmas, I bought him basically all the all the original characters that he didn't have yet. Nice. And somewhere over the course of Christmas at my parents, we came home and we were missing socks and we were missing one of the terriers. Oh, and no. The terriers especially are bad because they only come in a pack of three terriers. Yeah. Yep. And they've been gone ever since and I've been kind of down on it. Anyway, we started to get our Christmas decorations out today, pulled out a sack that was hanging up. And socks and one of the terriers fell oh. out. So we once again have all the, nice. all the dogs we picked up. So it was a good day. <laughs> all back together again. That's the way it should be. What about yourself, Brendan? Any latest scores you want to show off about? Yeah, it's a strange time. It's actually kind of a lull in me getting stuff. Mm. I got. I think the last thing I got was the Headless Horseman as well, which yep. is really cool. Um, but I've got a couple of cool things. So today I picked up um, my birthday present. My birthday Ooh. was in June. 
and uh, it's taken this long for them to get more stock. But I have a uh, seven shelf double door glass cabinet oh, that's nice. going to be that's in my toy room. Yep. With the hopes that you might be able to walk in my toy room again once <laughs> we get that set up. Um, I've got a big shelf that my dad made me years ago in the shape of a coffin, which is full of all my Ghostbusters toys. So I think I'm going to move that into the garage. And then this cabinet is going to have all of my Mezco 112 collective, which are um, kind of those high-end figures with with cloth goods. Mm. I haven't had a good place to display them where they don't get all dusty. So they're all sitting in boxes. So I'm hoping once they all come out of boxes, I all of a sudden have floor again and I can go back into that room instead of just kind of avoiding it because yeah. it's a little bit scary in there. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about so that, would you, Trent? That sounds like my life. <laughs> but probably with 20% more boxes. I think Trent can relate. I think when we talk about my collection next week, we have a lot in common in the way that we collect, perhaps. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was my big one. And then the other thing that I thought I would bring, I have actually had for a little while now, it's something that I was collecting throughout the course of this year. Um, they came out a little while ago, but they never came out in Australia. And that's these um, Stranger Things Oh, figures. yes. Fright features. They were, yeah, they were US Target exclusive. And so they never came here, but I got lucky to find some on eBay and then yeah. just a couple randomly on um, Amazon. But they all have different – so they all have different things that they can do. So we've got Mike here. He's got the eye popping action. Very, oh, very yeah. <laughs> wow. So good. So you get so you got him. I've got the whole line, and each one comes with a builder figure as well, which is pretty cool. We've got uh Lucas, so he's got uh his mouth yep. opens uh, very much like Peter Venkman's cool. yeah. in the Bright yeah. Features line, and he fires his slingshot as well. Uh we've got this one's very reminiscent, it's Will, but he's reminiscent of those Power Rangers um figures. I gotta remember oh, how to change it. Head flip. Where they oh, have the, cool. yeah. the retro morphers. Yep. So he goes turns into upside down will to the normal will. Yeah. You've got Dustin, he's he's probably the second best, I think, if I can remember how to do his feature. Oh, he's got a thing in the back. Oh so his yeah, his, his uh, hat popping. His head pops out. Yeah. You probably can't see it on camera, but he's actually got a little dart um from season two hidden underneath his hat as well. Oh, cool. oh that's, that's so exactly good. Yeah. Little <laughs> Easter egg. And then the best one easily of the set is of course Eleven. So Eleven um does her kind of famous hand waving telekinesis. Oh, she's got yeah. blood Again, coming I don't out know of if her you nose. Can see it on yeah. Oh, my oh nose. yes. No way. So it's like a has little... tiny little nosebleed at her mouth opens as well. <laughs> so yeah. They're just such a fun line. I don't think That's they're making cool. any more. They're kind of like cheap, crappy toys. So I was glad to not pay as much as I nearly paid for them about a year <laughs> yeah, ago yeah. when I first wanted to. Um, <laughs> and two of them came like really badly packaged from Amazon. and the, uh, So I ended up getting those two for free. So it ended up being a fairly good uh, collection. Cheap. And then you get the Demogorgon. Who's the, he doesn't have any powers or anything, but he's the builder figure for the line. Right. He's quite so, detailed. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're decent little figures all things like all things considered I was, i'm really happy with them like they are definitely a cheap toy mm. but i love those fright features ghostbusters yeah. and just to have something like that was was super fun yeah nice yeah, good. Cool. nice that's good how are we going for time frank uh we've got we've gone over an hour to be honest all right but, should, um, we, should we wrap this episode and yeah. we're going to come back next week with more Brendan, we're going to do the get to know you and yep. then maybe we can tack on a bit of reading, watching, playing if we, we get time. That. Yep. Brilliant. Thank you, Brendan, for joining us for this news episode. 
Uh, anytime. I'm always around. So if you ever need me to talk about news, I'll be here. Brilliant. <laughs> yes. Much appreciated. Nah, yeah. Wonderful. And thank you to everyone for tuning into another episode of Toy Power. It's been great to have your company. Ben's got a shout out. I just want to say, yeah, to the, everyone, um, we had a fantastic lunch today. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. We um, yeah. caught up as the Toy Power crew uh, and also Davey uh, and all our families involved. And Darren's parents were mm. there as well as a bit of a um, Christmas celebration yeah. and just... All that sort of jazz, just to you know, be around them and socialise with them and things, and um, you know, reminisce on the fond memories and stuff. And it was just a beautiful day, beautiful yeah. weather, beautiful food, beautiful company. Everyone was able to make it, and uh, yeah, it was just overall really nice. So yeah. thanks to um, Trent and Leanne for sort of you know organising most yeah, of it, putting, booking putting it all in and forward, everything. Yeah. And yeah, it was just. Um, Really, really nice day. Yeah. So. I think we often talk about how the, yeah. all the pop culture things that Darren loves, but the other two big loves of his life were family and Christmas. So yeah. I thought it was really special that we were all there. He, you know, uh, I was wearing a, 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 I still am wearing actually a Batman Christmas T-shirt, and and you know, Mary and Jeff said Darren would approve of that. Yes, like, you know, yeah. perfect. So yeah, um, no, really great to catch up. Yeah, and I went to pick up Mary and Jeff, and. Um, Jeff is a, a pretty, you know, silent type. He's mm. he's pretty stoic and and you know, but when I went to shake his hand, he just came in for a big hug. Oh, and beautiful. he just said, "I've yeah. been looking forward to this for so long." Oh, you know, so good. it was, you know, <laughs> lovely, really really nice to catch beautiful. up. So. Yeah. Now, very very good. Thanks everyone for coming. It was a very special day. Um thanks for tuning in. We hope you stay safe and stay, you know, careful in those car parks as we get into the silly season. There's lots of crazy antics mm. going on. So look after one another and we will see you around the toy aisles. And until next time, good journey! You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. Oh, oh.